Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shear. Yidon Nishma Sarev Chosad of Sholem, Rabbi Yeshua Zal, and Gavriel Galimelech of Sholem, Yibad Lachayim Tev Meruch of Sholem, Binyam Yoyetz Shechia. Few short days before Pesach. Um, can't start a shit like that and this is Nashim because believe me they know they've been counting Sfira since uh, Hanukkah and the Nashim said Kaniyas B'Rizchusam we came out of Mitzrayim B'Rizchusam will be taken out of this Golas a little bit of construction in the area here we're going to have a lot of noise in the background I'm afraid So the Nashim Tzkaniyas who work diligently on putting together their Pesachs, making Pesach happen, know exactly what date it is, know exactly what's going on. This Shabbos is a simple Shabbos. has no special title to it. Parshva Yikra. Shabbos in which we embark on the Nuchumish of Ayikra, Leviticus. Oh boy. This year, as we also we've spoken, we discussed the Hilchis Pesach, Erev Pesach Shechal Liyaz B'Shabbos. Erev Pesach that comes out on Shabbos. That mad rush is diverted this year, is detoured. Simply speaking, that mad rush of the Erev Pesach, the last minute, twelfth hour, doesn't even fall into place because everything needs to be done by Thursday night all cooking needs to be done by Friday come Friday night which is only Erev Pesach by night we were usually eating like squirrels out on the porch ordering out finishing our leftovers very technical time this year we're cooking literally with gas We're cooking on Erev Shabbos, Pesach Diga food.
Kuchen Pesach dicke Food. We're eating it on our Pesach table. The difference only that we're not washing our matzah. We may not eat matzah. We can only eat challah. Now how incredible does that sound? It's downright uh, blasphemous in the eyes of women. You can eat challah and then come to my table. You go to eat challah, come to my table on Shabbos. How, how dare you? Elamai. Here, this is made by the table. On wine, which we're allowed to drink still. Sorry. In a Pesach Digebecher, or a plastic one. Today they make these silver-looking bechers of plastic. Then we go away from the table, obviously, to wash. And we will eat the challah, the gazayas challah, outside. I mean, if you have steps of your house, etc., you, you have to make sure you have an air to carry outside. <laughs> You go out to your porch. And obviously you're very, very careful, meticulously, to make sure you know exactly where you're eating. Make sure that nothing falls on the floor. Make sure that everything is 100%. Then, only then, you brush yourself off. Highly recommended that you rinse your mouth out. And then, you can come back to the table and eat. Um... Today's modern era, Baruch Hashem, a little expensive, but they have plastic utensils, plastic plates, they have different levels of it, you can get more expensive, less expensive. Obviously that would be ideal to use for the Shabbos meal, since you did have chametz in your mouth. You wouldn't want to put a fork or a spoon from Pesach even though you've rinsed your mouth, etc. Now, Beleth if you don't have another option, and you only have that silverware, the regular silverware, then obviously you need to rinse your mouth out properly. You can't brush your teeth, but you can rinse your mouth out properly. 
and not into the Pesach sink. Oh man. And you will then be able to eat with whatever you're going to eat with. Davening, as we said, Shabbos morning, at least an hour, Shul in 770 Eastern Parkway, they're davening at 7.45 a.m. Um, there's an early minion that davens every week earlier, so that 7.45 is not applied to them, they daven at 6.30. It's pretty weird, but they'll just about make Netzachama probably, which Menes says, and that's and that's minion, Vasikin, Meiradik. What can you ask for? So the Friday night meal would be regular. The Shabbos morning meal, however, will be very very early. And providing they send over a chazan that's not going to decide that he has to have his voice exercised. And they send over somebody that can expedite the davening. I mean, you can eat a meal, you don't have to eat the words, but from that vegan you don't schlep out the davening. And finishing eating... Let me see if I can't get the regulated times. I didn't write it down. I'm sorry. You have to finish eating hummus by 10.55 a.m. in Brooklyn, New York. By 11.58 you have to do Kol Chamira. Shabbos day, you cannot burn the hummus, obviously. So it's going to look a little bit ironic here. But Dikas Chamitz is Thursday night. You'll take the ten pieces and the challah that you have for Shabbos, and you make sure it's every put away safe. Friday morning, before the regular man, as we spoke already last week, you will be taking your hummus to be burnt. Although you technically could have it all day long, but we do it in the morning so that, for main reasons, for chinuch, since Pesach is all about chinuch education, we want to be the children. They know we go to burn the hummus in the morning. You'll take it now in the afternoon. They'll be confused next year and say, Do we do it in the morning? Do we do it in the afternoon? And they'll be become machlekes. And the generations tend to become very, very confused in these issues. So, in order to make sure that this doesn't happen, Chatzon, we do it, we do the beer comets in the morning, the burning of the comets. Now we do say, the Kol Chamira, 
on Thursday night. We'll burn the chametz, and we'll say the Yiratzen. And Shabbos day, we'll say Kol Chamira after we finish eating at 10.55, before 11.55. Now at that point, you're not finishing eating necessarily, you're finishing eating chametz. However, if you um, are davening at 7.45 in the morning, I would reckon you probably finish your meal by then. Um, it's a little bit different for most of us to eat cholent at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning. But that is the meal that we are talking about. I'm really recording a shear. Um, I'm trying to head out after the shear. I just got stuck. Starting late. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not thinking. I'm giving you stuff. I'm recording a class. I can't talk. Bye. Therefore, would be finished early. The advantage that we can take is we can have a proper Shabbos rest. So if one goes to bed at 12 o'clock, they can very well sleep till 5, 6 o'clock in the afternoon, at which point Mincha has to be recited. Shabbos Mincha with Kriya Satera. And then, well, we don't eat shalashudas per se, but I'm quite sure that people at that point must be, will be starving. You need to be very careful what you're going to eat. shouldn't eat things that are going to be in the charesis. shouldn't be anything that's going to be in the, on the kaira. So you technically would not eat egg. Technically would not eat potatoes, carpas. Unless you use onion for carpas, you definitely cannot eat matzah. You cannot drink wine. Shamir, you close this door. So anything that we're going to eat by the same, the drink by the same, that you cannot have. And what some would do is they'll prepare a kugel of some sort. Potato kugel, I'm sure, is not like the same rank as a potato itself. Um, we don't eat roasted meat at night. I'm not going to recommend eating meat either. You have to also realize that you cannot eat too much, you cannot eat heavily at that point, although you're starving. A fruit salad probably suffices, not having any apple in it. And that because the 
Seder at night, you have to eat matzah. You have to eat matzah, not just excited that you're eating matzah because you haven't had it so long, but more importantly, you should have a tayavon. We should have a good appetite to eat the matzah. You should ha- be, you should eat the matzah hungrily. Now, for the Amorites, the ignoramus who sits by the seder table, he sees that we're taking two cups of wine before we start the matzah even, he feels that maybe that's the idea, that's how you open up your palate, that's how you open up your appetite, with two cups of wine. Asheim. <laughs> Nothing else to think about. The fact is though that we will be drinking two cups of wine before we eat matzah. And... If we don't eat something during the afternoon, we'll be eating, drinking two cups of wine and an empty stomach, which might not help you much appetite-wise for the matzah. Might just get precarious, actually. So therefore, one should try to eat something, at least. Um, hopefully mention next week we'll discuss more about the Seder itself everything that has to be prepared for the Seder has to be prepared on Friday according to the salt, including the salt water the Zeraya has to be roasted the Chareses has to be ground Everything needs to be prepared beforehand for Shabbos. Let's go back into a little bit of a shear now. Yikes, took a lot of time on that. We spoke last week about the meaning of saying every day the Nasi. In the we started saying the Nasi. Today is the fourth day of the month, and therefore we are holding Bayem Ravi. The wonderful world of WhatsApp, Baruch Hashem. There is no lack of groups, or no lack of people, or friends, or could have been friends, or would have been friends, or should have been friends, that will send you the daily nasi with the hiratsin. And Baruch Hashem. Because we say 12 days, the Nasi, each day is a yamtiv of that Nasi. The Nasi brought a carbon for the Chanukah Samizbeach, the dedication of the Mizbeach. And since it's a yamtiv for them, we don't say Tachtun. So for 12 days, we're not saying Tachtun. Thereafter is Pesach for 8 days and thereby making it 20 days of the month since 20 days of the month we don't say Tachnan you don't say Tachnan we don't say Tachnan the rest of the month either question becomes 
Nesiv. The princes that brought each Shevet had a different Nasi that brought these Karbanas was a one-time deal. And <coughs> it also happened in the desert before the Jews went into Israel. Why does it have to be commemorated for all future generations? And as we asked the question last week, very important question, we say Yihiratzin. And in Yihiratzin we say, after we say the Nasi, Shibimani Mishavit, if I come out, from, if I come from this Shavit, Shakarasi Bisirasach, which I read in Yatera, Pasha Shalanasi Ayyem, Eleven of the twelve days, this doesn't really jive. This doesn't really fit. Because the fact is, you can only come from one Shevet. Maximum two. If your mother and father were from different Shvatim, so this one from one Shevet, this one from another Shevet. But Tachlis. The other days of the month, you're saying a different shavit. So, how is it fit in the tefillah that we are saying? It's not our, not definitely, I don't come from that shaven as well. But still, we do it. We do it all 12 days. Not only we do it, Kahanim and Levim do it as well. Kahanim and Levim definitely come from Shevet Levi. But yet they say this. Also, they're not representing anybody because their Shevet didn't bring. Oh boy. Yeah. So Isaac has. He got the forty five hundred. Oh, yeah. yeah, Isaac has. Yeah, he got the forty five hundred. He got the what? 
He got the check for 4500 Get a check, forty-one hundred. Yeah, okay. Anyway, oh boy. So the shevet levi was not represented by the shvatim, by the kabbat and the siim. Therefore, at the end, we say on the thirteenth day, we say about the menedah with halitzkas hanedes, because that's where arnakayin is represented. But they had nothing to do with it. So why are they even saying this? The mentioning of the Kabbanas are bound, are tied in with the importance, the special importance of the Chanukah Samizbeach. However, as we said before, this happened in the desert, not in the, not in itself. And yet, at that point in time, we're setting something that we're setting up for all future generations. The dedication of the Mizbeach is a very integral part of Chinuch. Education. Just like Chinuch builds foundation for entire life of a child, Chinuch Samizbeach was building the foundation of the service of the Mishkan. What is the service of the Mishkan? This is the Tachlas Aved of every person. Therefore, the Chanukah Samizbeach needs to be done through all the Shvatim in order to stress the importance that the service of B'nai Yisrael has to do through the entire nation. Same as also, we're talking about the Nesim that brought the Karbanas. Nasi is a generalization of all the people of his, gener- of his, of his tribe. And they all are lifted up together with him when he brings this carbon. They all are lifted up. They're all elevated. Through this we understand why this is a perpetual custom. Something that we perpetuate what took place back then in the desert. The Kabbanas of the Nasim. Because the Kabbalists of the Nasim stress the perpetuality of the concept of having a Nasi Yisrael. Each Nasi of every generation, as if the Nasi of the first generation. And by tying ourselves, connecting ourselves with the Nasi Adair, we merit to all the lights, all the all the influences, and all the holy spiritual connections that we get from all the shvatim. So when we're mekusha to the nasi ader, mekusha to the nasi of our generation, each and every one of us gets all the shpois of all the twelve shvatim. He's also a nasi. Is Kail Hakil and Ma'akhidas Hakil.
he unites the entire nation. And thereby, each and every Jew can ask for the Nitzutzes, the Eidas, and all the other Shvatim as well. Because every shape, every Nasi represents that very Tafkit. We find this as well in the Pasha. Adam Kiyakrimakem Mikem Karban Lashem. Rashi says, Adam, Lomanem, why does it say Adam? Not Enoish, not Ish. Says, Ma Adam Arish and Leikrim in Agazel. Shakel, Hayeshalei, just like Adam Arishan. Did not bring any sacrifices from Gezel, from stealing anything, because it all belonged to him. You too should not bring anything from Gezel. I'm going to tell you soon. <laughs> tell a famous story of the vehement anti-Semite that entered a restaurant. Neutral restaurant. No flesh, no milk, whatever. And he walks inside and he sits down by this table, a very fancy place. And he notices a Jew sitting in the corner. He's furious. He doesn't want to eat in the same room as a Jew. He calls out. He says, Waiter, I want you to serve your finest entree to everyone in this restaurant on my husband except for that Jew. So he does. And he serves the entree. And everybody laps it up. It was delicious. And everybody walks over to thank him personally for it. And at the end of the line, he sees the Jew standing there and everybody else says, thank you. The Jew says, thank you. He's fuming. And he says to the waiter, serve the main course, your most expensive, elaborate main course to everyone in the restaurant on my account except for that Jew. And again, everyone eats up to their heart's content and walks over to thank their benefactor, including the Jew, says thank you as well. Finally, he's exploding and he's plotting and he says, the bar is open, it's on my, it's on me. Drinks are on the house. I'm paying for everything. Drink whatever you want. Except for the Jew. And again, everybody drinks and drinks and be merry and everything else. And whenever it's finished to the heart's content, they all walk over and thank him. They hobble their way out of the restaurant, well inebriated, well satiated. And the Jew walks over to him and he says to him, thank you again. And he screams at him, you dirty Jew. Everybody ate, except for you. I humiliated you. I put you to the garbage. I said, everyone could have the entree, the main course, the drinks, except for you. Why are you thanking me? <laughs> he smiles, he says, I own the restaurant. A yid is a balabas. We have to understand. When other Marishan, we say, Hakel Shalai, everything belonged to him. 
How? How is it? What Kenyan did he make that he acquired the entire world? And he can say, What did he do to be able to acquire everything? We find, though, that a king, even a non-Jewish king, that conquers any given nation via war, he now owns that nation. He conquered it. And he gets into the guy's car, decides, I'm conquering this car, and it becomes his car. But when they conquer this nation, they don't just conquer the people, they don't just conquer the houses, or the businesses, the rivers, the everything that goes around this. The entire nation is this. With the rivers, with the forests, everything. His nation is now his. His country is his. And the one he conquered is his. So they explain this, that through conquering, a person acquires a nation... And he doesn't have to go and do the other forms of Kenyan when we acquire something, we lift something up or whatever it might be. Whatever it is we're doing. You make the, you acquire it this way. This way, therefore, we understand now. Since Adam Rishon was created, he was the only one in the world, huh? And he ruled over everything. Thereby, he conquered the entire world. Everything belonged to him. What was that? We don't find that he conquered the world per se. A king, when he conquers a country in order to be it, in order to become the owner, the rightful owner of this nation, he has another king fighting against him to get it, to save it, to keep it. And now, though, he takes over the ownership because he conquered it. Therefore, when a person wants to take over a nation, a country, from another king, it means fighting head-to-head, toe-to-toe. Mashain came when there's no one else to conquer. No. You don't have to go out and conquer with a war in order to be Canaan. Any other type of Kenyan, <coughs> closing a gate around it or whatever it might be, you now own the whole thing. 
and therefore he was able to bur- bur- own and take rightful ownership of everything. When it comes to Balakayim, it says in the Pasuk, Rashi says, Vayitzer Havaya Elikim, This is a lotion of Rida Vekivush. Shekivshan Tachas Yodei Shel Adam. It goes under the hands of the person. Thereby the person saying, Vishvili Nivra Ha'ilam. And this we see as well in the word Vayikra, Vayikra Al-Mesha. The Aleph of the Vayikra is small. Whereas we find in Divrei Yomim, the Aleph of Tev, the word Adam is, is big. So we explain this, How does we serve God with this message? When we bond ourselves with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like Vayikra El Mesha, with that small Aleph, with the humility, the humbleness, In a way of just saying I'm so small, like that small olive. But when we worldly, when we involve ourselves in the worldly, physical mitzvahs in this world down here below, like it says in Divrei Yomim, which talks about Mimais Oilam, the world's days, how the days are in the world, the physical world. Person has to deal with hachava. Has to have a big olive. The Jew needs to feel that he's a balabas. Balabas not only in his own four cubits, but in the entire world. Keep his court holding mother's and headed in Lamed Zayin. Amar Aleph says, Chayavodim leimar b'shvili nivra'elam. Person has to say, for me the world was created. <laughs> um, conquering. If there's nobody else there, you can't fight them. You can't conquer over them. I told this story before. If I did, I didn't. Of the wealthy fellow that was traveling. And he was going on a travel. He was going on a journey. He called his travel agent. And he told his travel agent... Um, I'm sitting in first class, but I want a window seat. I want a window seat. Fine. Man got on the plane. Excuse me, they look at his boarding pass. And they escort him to a regular, a, a, an aisle seat. Oh, the video is acting up pretty Hashem. They escort him to an aisle seat. And he's not happy, to say the least. And he arrives at his destination and immediately Sorry, 
he arrives at the destination, immediately calls his travel agent. And he starts lacing it into him, berating him. And he tells him, if I don't have a window seat on the way back, oy va Well, gets on the plane on the way back, Lo and behold, much to his chagrin, he's not sat by the window. And he arrives, and his destiny, he arrives back home, and he's in the airport, and he calls the travel agent and says, you get yourself down here right now. Travel agent, this man was a big businessman, traveled so many times in the uh, year and the family was all buying by him and everything so he had a cut us a tape he felt he had to go down at least to give the man the covet and he calls him down and he comes in there and he's berating him and he's screaming at him and he's yelling at him you're not getting, you're losing my business you're losing my family's business you're losing I'm going to tell my friends I'm going to tell everybody Never to, to use you again. The travel agent says, Pray tell, if I may ask you one question. I know I lost your business, I heard you. I have one simple question to ask you. If the window seat was so important to you, why didn't you ask the person by the window to switch with you? And she tells him, Chochem, if there was somebody sitting there, I would have asked him. Can't conquer a city if nobody owns it. And this is the Aveda of the person. To conquer his own city. To conquer his own Dalaramis. To conquer where he belongs, what he is, what who he is. To conquer his Yetzirah and the Elam Mali, the Elam Cotton, the small world that's within him, he should be totally on top of, he should be totally aware how everything within it was created for him and for him only. And therefore, Bishvili Nivra Elam. So the end of the Pasha, Pasha tells us about people that sin. A person committed a sin. Nefesh kisechta bishgoga, by accident. It also says, Ve'im nefesh achas techta bishgoga, if there was one that sinned by accident. And then it brings down the different kabbalas, the chot, the chatos, and the ashim toli. Two different kabbalas, karm chatos and the karm ashim toli. What is the difference between a chatos and the ashim toli? 
term khatas is done, is brought by a person that did an Aveda by accident. Did an Aveda by accident. So the Streff is Streff, so he did an Aveda by accident. And Oshim Tali is worse than an accident. He's not sure if he even did an Aveda. It's a Balmadrega, really. He's not sure if what he did was actually an Aveda. An example, if you keep his card holding a mother Christus, you'd zayin him at base. The mother cites an example for this type of Aveda. There were two pieces of fat in front of a person. Fat from an animal. One was kosher and one was not. One was called shuman, one was called chelev. And he ate one. But he doesn't know which one he ate. He doesn't know if he ate the shuman or the chulav, or the chalav. Wow. In that case, the person brings this karam asham toli. Because he doesn't know. The Yimara, if you give a score to him, the Yimara Zavachim, Mem Chesam Aralef, establishes the minimum amount of every one of the Kabbalas. Chatos is Bas Danka, and Oshem is Bas Shtayim. Chatos is only one, one Danka, where the Oshem, Tali, is two. automatically the question if I know I did an Aveda I'm paying less than if I'm not sure if I did an Aveda half as a matter of fact how is it possible how does this work That the Asham, when he's not sure if he sinned or not, is double the amount that if he did sin. Sorry, it's more than that even. It comes like 48, 48 times as much. Here, if I know I did an Aveda, I pay the price. If I'm not sure if I did an Aveda, why am I paying such a, heavy, a hefty price? The Ben Yena answers, if you keep score on the Yomar Brachas in the beginning, the main kapara is not the Karm, 
the main forgiveness, not the karma itself, but the main kapara is the repentance. What is the purpose of the kapara? Of the karma, I'm sorry. To awaken the person to do tshuva. When a Jew knows definitely he did a sin, he gets very emotional and he does a tremendous amount of tshuva. Therefore, it is sufficient that his karma is cheaper. But when he's in a doubt, he's not sure it was an Aveda or not, he does what he knows is what he's calling Lifnim Meshudas Hadin. Lifnim Meshudas Hadin. The din is to do X or Y. He's going the extra mile. He's making, doing the extra mile by going above and beyond the law. He means it. He means it with his full heart. Don't think for one second that he's doing this to show off, or that he's doing it to impress somebody. He means it. He's not happy with his spiritual status, and therefore, he's bringing a karma. Not exactly getting off cheap by doing this. He's ready to go the whole nine yards. He feels devastated over the fact that he might have done an Aveda. Oh. That being the case, that you don't really know, you're not pounding your chest. You're not wringing your hands. You're simply complacently saying, okay, I want to get exonerated for this sin, or this might have been a sin. And the truth is, it might not have been a sin to begin with anyway. So therefore, I'm not really losing sleep over it. But since it might have been a sin, I don't want to get really caught up in that, I'm bringing the karma. Very nice of you. But you're looking at yourself, and you're saying, I did this, lifnim mishud sadin above and beyond the law. Oh, not only are you not sure if you didn't Aveda, you're coming along and saying, I'm even better than that, and I'm still bringing a curtain. An Aveda is in a, a Pagam. As we described recently, it's a severing 
the severing of a a severing of the chevel of this rope that binds us with with Eivishta. By severing this Rahman al-Islam, we're devastated. And we want to repair that strand. However, I bring a carbon and I do tshuva. So therefore, we want to say though, that if I'm doing that, I'm patching up this Aveda, I'm patching up this hole, I'm patching up this damage that I caused, I should want to do something in a much greater stage, in a much greater um, value. Because I'm scared of this Aveda, I want to patch up properly. When you have a big hole, you patch it up with a proper amount of plaster, you don't use skimpy. Whereas when it comes to Ashim Tali, it needs to be that much more. Because the begam, the damage done by an Aveda, which I'm not sure I did, is greater than the one that is done by an actual Aveda. So Hamadan practice. That is what you're actually showing me here. How? How is that a thing, as we say in America? How is it a thing that this person who did the accidental Aveda caused a bigger damage than the person who did the Aveda was shaking, that he knows he did the Aveda? It's not an accidental Aveda. He's not sure if he did the Aveda. And therefore has to bring that much more expensive karma. The actual explanation goes deeper. It's not a simple, superficial situation. The difference between Aveda B'Shegi and Aveda B'Mezid, one's done by accident, and one that was done on purpose, is the one, the Aveda itself, the sin itself. It's definite that the sin that's done on purpose is worse. Because the person knows that he was totally paid ill. He threw it off the yoke of heaven. Whereas the the beginner of the matzav of the person himself, it's more than the sin of a shaking. Someone that's totally entrenched in the world, the world of Kedusha, he does not do a sin by accident even. Therefore, the Tzadik is said, the Tzadik Kolovin, Mishle. Someone that's a Tzadik, 
is totally detached from any kind of possibility of doing any kind of sins. Does not sin by accident even. The mere fact they stumbled with a sin tells us the person has something within them that is just not good. Therefore the person brings a karma khatas, a person that did a sin vishegi, to fix this inner pagam within him and to cause, that cause the person to ultimately sin. But after he knows the sin, he fixes this little pagam in a better way. Whereas somebody who doesn't know if he sinned and therefore is still walking around with his head up and is still happy, he's forced to say that the bad within himself is even deeper and doesn't, so, doesn't know it and doesn't see it. Till he himself doesn't recognize its existence. Therefore he brings in Ashantalia a much more expensive karma. From here we could learn how it is, how important it is to attach ourselves to good and to holiness. The person should be sure about himself that his essence within him without knowing it is totally devoted and dedicated to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to his Tehidah and his mitzvahs. And this is also the message of Pesach, Pesach taking out the chomets from within ourselves, taking out the leavened bread, the haughtiness that one has within themselves, and thereby purifying, elevating themselves. And bringing themselves before Hashem, ready to serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu. and therefore we are too ready and readying ourselves to be presented before Hakadosh Baruch Hu and to bring Nechel min Azvachim min Apsachim this this very Pesach and this Shabbos already the simple Shabbos before Pesach. Should be in Yerushalayim in Hakodesh, a good Shabbos, and Kasher Feder Pesach. Even though the Mitzvah will be another year next week, with another.